Hello and welcome to the Semi-Informed Podcast for the week of July 13th. Hello, hello. Well, I know what you're saying, listener, and you know what? Chill. I didn't have an episode last week. And the reason being is that uh, James and I, we are both working class men. We were trying to sync up our schedules and we just couldn't do it. So I was going to do it a few days later and then I procrastinated and then I got a bit of anxiety about it. You know how it goes. And overall, I just kind of at some point around Friday, Saturday, I said, hey, I'm I'm going to just leave this for next week. So here we are. It's next week. And and welcome to the podcast. Now I have an announcement of change for all of you. And hold your tears in because there will no longer be an exotic English accent on this podcast. At least not for now. Our good friend James Nunn, who was um, a very great co-host for the time we had him, he is going to step away for a hot minute. I mean, he doesn't even have a PlayStation. So what's he doing on a gaming podcast, realistically? I joke. He's a good friend of mine. I'm going to miss catching up with him once a week. Um, it, it, it was it was a, a highlight of my week to get to talk to a good friend. So um, it will be just me again for a time. And I hope you still tune in and listen. Even though we've, we've lost our friend, he may come back on as a guest. And he uh, certainly is welcome to join me back as co-host anytime he wants to. But, you know, life is busy, you know. It can't be COVID vacation all the time. That's, that's, that's basically it. We for, for us in Canada, at least. I mean, I'm sorry to the United States uh, who got one $1,200 check and then were told good luck. We got $2,000 a month to sit at home. And I basically just made podcasts in that time. I don't make any revenue off this podcast. Well, now I make like maybe 50 cents an episode since I moved to Anchor. But you know what I mean. I don't make that much. Um, but it's still still good time. So um, it's me. It's Chris. Welcome. And let's get to it. I just watched the Ubisoft Forward event. So I'm going to go forward. Get it? Pun intended. Uh, okay. Shut, shut up. I'm going to go forward and talk about that Ubisoft event. Um, because it is the freshest thing in, in my mind. And I guess it started off with the trailer for Watch Dogs Legion. Now, this game looks pretty dope. I I think it looks like a good game. And graphically, Ubisoft games kind of all rub me the same way. Where it's like not quite as good as a lot of the games out there. Like The Last of Us 2, for example. You know, let's just... Yeah, Chris, let's just go with the probably the best looking game out there to compare Ubisoft to. Now, yeah, it's unfair. I agree. Um, no, they, they don't look like the best games out there. There's plenty of games that look better. Um, but they're all pretty serviceable. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion has that cool feature where you can uh, pick any character in the city and recruit them as part of your army. So, one sec, sipping my tea. And I know what you're going to say. Don't drink on the podcast. Well, guess what? It's my podcast. I'll do what I want. So at any rate, so you can recruit anybody on the street as part of your army. 
and they were showing off a couple of different characters uh, infiltrating the same kind of mission, showing how like the drone expert would go through it versus how the construction worker would do it versus uh, what was the third guy? I forget. Uh, like Oh, like a John Wick style assassin was the third. So, so we saw this trailer with, with this mission, basically it was, um, a little long for what, what I kind of wanted to see, you know, I was getting a bit drowsy during the end, but overall look cool. Now, will I pick up watchdogs Legion day one? Probably not. There was a release date in there somewhere. I just can't remember what it was. Uh, so go ahead and use your Google device if this game interests you. Um, it does look like the coolest installment in the Watch Watchdogs franchise. And a little tidbit of information here. If you're listening to this and you have a PC, you can go get Watchdogs 2 from the Uplay store for free. In fact, I should be clicking on that ASAP because I don't know what time that goes away at, but... Uh, they are giving away Watch Dogs 2 for free on the Uplay store for PC if you have one. And uh, and so if you haven't played that game like myself, then then that would be a good thing. You know, Watch Dogs 2 is actually a game that I really wanted to play for a while. And I would wait for the, the sales to come up. And, you know, I was hoping for a good one for such a long time. And then as a couple years passed since its launch... Um, every sale I've seen on that game just wasn't good enough to get it to a price where I thought I'd actually play it because I do have a lot of games to play. It is a couple years old. And so it's more even dedicating the time. Honestly, I would have expected it to be like a free PlayStation plus title by now, but, um, but lo and behold, it has not been maybe next month given all the circumstances of watchdogs being, free on PC, they may double double down on that deal and give it out for PlayStation. Who knows? That would be my prediction, though. Most likely going to be wrong, but that is still my prediction. So Watch Dogs Legion, moving on. Um, I believe the next game, I should have a list in front of me. You know, I'm very unprepared. Take that for what it's worth. Um, I think the next game was um, a Tom Clancy mobile game. Um didn't really care. Gonna move on from that. I know that I have a tendency to talk about these events and then list the shitty games and then say, eh, I'm gonna move on, gonna move on. Well, I might as well tell you what's in the event, but also say let's move on because I don't care about mobile games. I just do not, will not, and will not ever care about mobile games. Um, that being said, they also talked about Brawlhalla coming to mobile. Do not care as well. And I guess the next thing that really was of any interest was they showed a trailer for the um, Battle Royale game Hyperscape. Uh, I don't remember if I talked about this last week, but this is a Battle Royale where you drop in in pods and everything has a lot of triangles all over the place, a very triangular and you, you go into a city and it breaks up section by section and not just a circle that encloses, but just sections of the city start to break apart. So I guess that's one way it can differentiate itself from other battle royale games. Cool enough, I guess. Um, I've been playing it a little bit and I find it, maybe it's just my old man eyes or my old man reflexes, but I find it just super hard. I got one kill my entire time playing that game 
out of probably about 10 matches. So I find it a little difficult, but it is cool nonetheless. It's just got a lot of movement, a lot of verticality. There's pads on the ground that you can jump and they launch you up. And you got a double jump that's pretty beefy. So, um, so not, not bad. It's, um, I don't know when it's fully releasing onto consoles. I have a feeling it's going to be Tuesday, July 14th, which actually, I think I said 13th at the beginning of the podcast. This podcast may launch today. It may launch tomorrow. So you might just want to like edit your ears back to the beginning of the podcast and put a 14 in there. I don't think I'm going to bandage anything on this this guy. Maybe I'll take out some ums, but I'm not going to go re-record the date. It'll be like that episode of The Simpsons where it's like, Mr. Black, Mr. Black. You know, that was a bad, it probably sounds real dumb, but it'll be like that. You know the Camp Krusty thing? Yeah, that. So, at any rate, Hyperscape, it's going to be out real soon. It's going to be a battle royale. Will it have the the jam to compete with the big ones? Will it be a competitor to Warzone? Will it be a competitor to Fortnite and Apex Legends? Probably not. I'm going to go ahead and say right now, I don't think this has the staying power of one of those games. I think it's better than like H1, um, was H1Z1? I think it is going to have more staying power than that, but I just don't see it. Like Apex has a charm to it it has cool characters this game and it's weird they brought the character artist out in their trailer and and she was talking about how they made the character so unique and everything and how they got such personality i actually find you know this game the characters have no personality at all whatsoever so that's weird that that point needed to be bolstered to me because I really didn't feel like any personality coming from those characters when I was playing the Hyperscape beta, which I still have, and I might still play again. But quite honestly, when it comes to Battle Royales, I have way more pull towards Fortnite and towards Warzone than I do towards this game. Even having the beta be like a new fresh game on my computer and having those other games be kind of in a, in a place where they're a little stale. Like I still would rather play them than play hyperscape. So uh, I might jump on as a novelty, but I, I think I'm probably cool with not playing that game unless a bunch of my friends start playing it, which then I might, but for now, um, I think that's all I have to say about it. And, uh, and then we'll move on to the next thing, which was a, Phil Spencer, a Phil Spencer introduced uh, gameplay. This is this sentence making sense. Uh, Phil Spencer introduced a gameplay video for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I can't help but think that this is because at the Xbox event a while back, back in the James days. Uh, in the Xbox event, we had uh, a gameplay reveal promised for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It ended up being nothing. So uh, so we had him introduce a real one this time. So, yeah, what, what can I say? It looks like another Assassin's Creed game, but with Vikings. They talked about how uh, the Vikings were 
uh, farmers looking for new lands and how they were really misunderstood and how, talked about how the team went to Norway and showed some guys goofing around dressed as Vikings and then they showed some gameplay um, looked okay uh, you know if this game comes out I think two or three days two or three days before or after cyberpunk I can't remember which order which is in but I know they're a couple of days apart. They're not, not more than three days apart. And so I will be getting Cyberpunk and not Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And I know I said in previous episodes that this was my jam, the Vikings scene, and that I most likely would be picking it up. But, you know, when you're, when you're right next to one of the biggest, best games of the year, Cyberpunk 27-7, um, I, I just don't see any reason to pick up Valhalla is uh, I will be very tied up in cyberpunk for a long while, but a huge bonus. Those Assassin's Creed games tend to go down. You know, we're talking Canadian dollars here tend to go down to about 30 bucks in about a month or two. So while I'm busy with cyberpunk, Assassin's Creed will be busy dropping in price. So I'll just pick it up then. And maybe for a PlayStation five, if I own one at the time, I do plan to put my name down for a pre-order, but who is to say whether or not I will actually be able to get my hands on one. So we'll see. We'll see what the pre-order numbers are like. So Assassin's Creed, it, it looked okay. It doesn't look as good as Ghost of Tsushima, which, may I interject, had a really good launch trailer. Uh, this game looks beautiful. It's got those leafs blowing all over the place it it just looks great so um back to the ubi show here after assassin's creed we got the uh one final moment thing and it was a trailer for a new far cry game uh with uh i forget his name but the fella who plays gus fring from breaking bad as the main villain and his son, uh, I would recommend you go check this trailer out. It's got some pretty cool cinematography in it and uh, looks interesting. I'm thinking like his son in this comparison I saw drawn up online is probably the child version of Voss from Far Cry 3. It really seems like a lot of character likeness. So, and he's got the same little scar up on his eyebrow. So, uh, that'll be, that'll be kind of interesting to see, um, Far Cry, of course, going back to the kind of Cuban tropical setting versus the American, uh, grasslands of America, uh, uh, back, you know, they're, they're, they've, They've went and did one in rural America and now they're going back. So, uh, yeah, probably will not play, uh, Far Cry as I, I kind of find that those games have the same kind of vibe all the way through them. Like, uh, it's like check out this base and go infiltrate it and climb a tower and look around. It just gets repetitive so quickly as does every Ubisoft game. In my opinion, although they've said now I I've seen an article in the past week that says quote, Assassin's Creed Valhalla will not have any side quests yet. 
plenty of people have played the game for three hours and at a preview event and have said that there are side quests. I don't know what this article is talking about. So maybe they're just calling uh, side quests something different now. Uh, they're being subtly, you know, they're being a little sneaky saying, hey, they're, they're not side quests. They're uh, side story missions. Eh, something like that. I don't know. But, um, but we know what a side quest is, Ubisoft. You can't trick us. So I think that is everything at the Ubisoft event, if I'm not mistaken. I can't believe that I'm only 16 minutes in having talked about this event because I honestly thought this was going to take up at least half the episode. Um, but I guess r really, like, in the end, what can you say about uh, four games that I've already seen, that we have already you know, Far Cry got leaked. Um, Assassin's Creed we've known about for a good amount of time now. Um, Hyperscape, I was in the last beta for it. So two weeks ago or so, I, I was playing the game. And what was the fourth game? Uh, Watch Dogs Legion, yeah, announced ages ago. So uh, what can you say about four games that you've already seen before and a couple mobile things. And I like how they put Sam Fisher in the mobile version of the, whatever Tom Clancy game they have is it's just so, so generic. I can't remember the name, but they put Sam Fisher from splinter cell in there, knowing that everybody's been just clamoring for, or so they claim they've been clamoring for a new splinter cell for ages now. I don't think I would play a new Splinter Cell, but I get it. I actually think of all the Ubisoft properties, it is the one I would lean most likely to playing, other than Valhalla, of course, which I will eventually play. Um, it just can't compete with Cyberpunk, as I've said before on this very episode. So um, I'm going to take a quick little pause here. You won't even notice. You won't even notice I'm gone. And, uh, and I'll come back with some other stuff. All right. See you in a minute. Hey, I'm back, and I've got a bit of news from last week to bring up. So without further further ado, uh, let's get chatting about last week's news because we had a, a couple of juicy ones on the docket. First of all, NBA 2K21 has announced that their game will be $10 more on next-generation platforms. Uh, meaning for here here in Canada that instead of $79.99, NBA 2K9, 2K21 will be $89.99. I can't say for this particular game that I'm a big fan of this tactic to incorporate a next-gen tax. Uh, I think in some cases, like... Let's say Red Dead Redemption 2, for example, a game that has a robust single player. It is the definition of the word. It is one of the biggest, nicest looking, best playing, most fleshed out story wise. It is a, a marvel of a single player campaign. That game, also having multiplayer, should be 10 bucks more that game could be 40 bucks more. And I would still say 
you know, that price is pretty well justified. But in the case of NBA 2K21, when not only is it like the same basketball game with a new roster and maybe some nicer looking sweat that comes out every year. So, so it is just more basketball, but this is also just like attacks for new consoles. Like this is the next gen version. This 10 bucks more only. It's not like they're saying, Hey, this game is so ambitious guys. We're going to make it 10 bucks. This is the last of us two here. And it took us, you know, the whole console generation to make. No, 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 no. They're not doing that. This is NBA 2K and this is just attacks on the next generation version of the game. What could possibly be different that that would take $10 per copy more worth of work for the next gen version of NBA 2K21? Now, I am not saying that I don't support a price increase across the board. Uh, Some games should be more expensive. Some games should be cheaper. The annual basketball game should be going the opposite way of this. It should not be more expensive to get the annual basketball game. If anything, most of the time, instead of having an annualized version of this, it should be a roster update that you can pay a subscription for. I I can't imagine being a fan of these games and being pleased that I'm getting hosed another $10. I feel like it's a complete step in the wrong direction. And 2K should kind of be ashamed of themselves for it. That's just my opinion. I'm just a bozo here in Ontario who isn't even connected into the industry in any major way. So take my opinion for what it's worth. But I, I, I think it's kind of unnecessary. Some games, of course, will be $10 more and will be worth it and will be really showcasing that next-gen hardware. I just don't think NBA 2K21 is the one to do it, especially when your other sports games like Madden have already announced that they will be free on the next-gen consoles until basically the next one comes out. So if you buy it on the PlayStation 4 or the Xbox One XS, whatever you have, and you buy the upgrade of the console, you will be able to upgrade your game for free. NBA uh, going the other route. Say, no, if you buy the last gen of the uh, of the version for your console, sorry, you're going to be uh, spending uh, the same amount plus 10 bucks more to get it on the next yeah, you know, I've, I've given them enough publicity that is just a real sleazy move on NBA 2K's part right there. Um, next story on the list is the Evo CEO has, uh, has stepped down evidently and, uh, and Evo, the event itself, the uh, fighting game tournament has been canceled, uh, because he's uh, been accused of molesting boys. So uh, probably the right move there. Uh, this actually comes on the heels of a slew of invest of uh, accusations in the last few weeks for, for a great many different things. And I think we talked about it on last week's podcast, so I, I won't uh, get into it too much. It's just, you know... Stop ruining people's lives by molesting them, and uh, and I think we'll be okay. Um, so next thing I had to cover was actually the Ubisoft Forward event. I was going to tell you about it, but now I don't need to do that anymore. Um, 
the next little item on my list here is uh, the an ex Bungie exec has sp- spoken out on the Activision relationship kind of being shitty from day one. I just thought that was kind of a little interesting piece of news. I'm not going to read too much into it, but it's something we all kind of suspected. Um, part of the deal was that they would retain their IP. So um, it's good to to know Destiny is in the right hands going forward and that knowing that there was turmoil in that deal has kind of shown in the quality of the content they were producing under activision so i'm really excited to see now that activision kind of has their claws out of them what bungie creates going forward now that they're completely free because i can only imagine the content that they've been putting out now has been stuff that they were working on since activision so, so we, the, it's really that next expansion that's going to be the true, the true test of what they can do without their uh, big brother Activision on their side. Um, I wanted to, um, next on the list is I wanted to tell you about an Xbox Series X showcase on July 23rd. So make sure to catch this. This will be the next showcase of exclusive and uh and uh, some upgraded games for the Xbox Series X. So something you won't want to miss, mark your calendars for the July 23rd. Most likely on the week of this, I will be talking a lot about this event and a little about Ghost of Tsushima because it is what I plan to be playing. And uh, there's some new Summer Overcooked 2 DLC coming out uh, in the Suns Out, Buns Out trailer. So... Um, go check that out if you're still playing Overcooked 2, which is a fantastic game. And if you haven't played it, go play it. But there's some new summer DLC that I might just have to get my grubby paws on because uh, I love me some Overcooked and and um, more of that game is a good thing. Although I haven't got through the original DLCs because I just can't find three people to play it with. Not everybody can sync up at the same time and get Overcooked going. And that DLC definitely requires more than two people to play for the uh, for the original few packs. So um, I do have to get myself through those, but I do want to check out this Suns Out, Muns Out summer content. Um, there was leaked 30 minutes gameplay footage of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but now we've actually seen a, a preview event or in the, some footage in the Ubisoft uh, forward event. So... You can take that for what it is and check that out. That's basically last week's news for you. I know, so exciting. I don't really have that much for you this week other than Ghost of Tsushima is out this week, which I mentioned before. And uh, that game is going to be something else. The reviews have just started um, pouring in, and it's starting to look really nice the reviews are very good so that is one if you own a playstation you are not doing yourself a favor if you miss out on ghost of tsushima there is also a a paper mario game out this week and uh and so if you have a nintendo switch and maybe that's all you play because i would really say go for tsushima over um did i say I, i said paper mario right i may have said mario kart my brain's all scrambled. A Paper Mario game, regardless. And that's out this week. Um, quickly, just what I've been playing last week. 
Um, I tried the Iron Man VR demo. Pretty cool. Overall, it seems the game has a lot of uh, flying robots in it, and that's the primary type of enemy. So I think I will be avoiding the full purchase, but certainly getting to play as Iron Man in VR is pretty neat for the first time you you know flying like iron man by pointing the controllers down and shooting the beams it's all very immersive i just wish it was almost on a better system or we would actually get proper vr controllers for for playstation vr because those move controllers are ps3 tech at this point and it's just very sad um, I also tried a little bit of Sunset Overdrive, which is a bit of an older game, uh, a little bit more of a forgotten about game made by Insomniac. It was exclusive for Xbox, so I tried it out on my PC through Xbox Game Pass, and it was pretty decent other than um, a little hard to for me to keep focus because so much movement, and it could just be an old guy thing, but... I prefer my movement to be a little more slowed down these days, but I'm I'm really looking forward to Ghost of Tsushima, Ghost of Tsushima, and that will be what I talk about primarily next week, pretty much, because it's the 14th now, 21st next week. Tsushima will be out this Friday, so that will give me a good solid uh, weekend and a couple of days off work to to play it, and I. I'm about as excited as I was for The Last of Us 2, in all honesty. So I'm actually about to go check out some video reviews right after I record this. And I think I'm going to cap it off here. I know it's a little early. It's only about a half hour. I thought the Ubisoft Forward event would have taken me actually a bit longer into the podcast. But I don't want to make it boring. I would rather just cut it off when I feel like I'm done talking than to keep going. And if I had a second person, I could probably bring it to 40 minutes. I know me and James would have had some good discussion about uh, that Ubisoft Forward event because I know there's some stuff that he was probably more excited about in there with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. He could probably have put a good perspective on that, but um, it is what it is. And um, I know this wasn't my best episode. Firstly, I'm a weak off i'm a little rusty because i didn't do a podcast last week and you know that's a it's a personal thing i try to uh keep this going and i try to do one every week and that certainly will be the goal so i'm going to force myself to do one next tuesday and i'm gonna try to get um a little better at taking notes throughout the week so hopefully you'll notice some improvement especially if it's going to be just me i have to remember what it's like to take on 100 percent of the research side of things uh from now on so maybe i'll have some release dates for you and some news um it'll be tough playing a game by myself like when we did uh you know the uh whole bring us your um, controversial opinions or something but maybe i'll you know the whole thing is going to be basically one controversial opinion of mine so at any rate thanks for tuning in thank you for continuing to support the podcast even when in times when it's just me doing it and i feel like the value is fairly low and it's just me but um, you know, we're keeping the podcast out. We're keeping it free. It's just something fun. You can come and check out. And if you want to listen to me ramble on week after week, um, feel free to do so. Um, as always, you know, I'm on Anchor now. I am not hosting through Buzzsprout anymore. So 
Uh, you will notice that at the beginning of this episode, there's a little ad, simply just ad advertising for Anchor. Um, it basically allows me to do this for free versus I paid about 30 to $40 a month to host it on the old platform. So I, I really think it's a fair trade-off to have one ad in the podcast and and basically not have to pay to host it anymore. So that's great. And you can support me um, by sending me a message. Send me an email at semi.game.pod at gmail.com. You can uh, find me on Twitter at Chris Informed. And you can find the Facebook page. Please feel free to send some nice comments our way, or my way, or, or tell me what you hated or what you loved. Whatever. Just uh, feel free to interact with the show if you uh, so choose. And thanks for checking me out this week. Be sure to check me out next week. Um, I will have a lot to say about Ghost of Tsushima. And I will be taking notes as I play it, which is typically something I haven't adopted in the games I've previously been playing. But I felt like I should have been doing that when I played The Last of Us 2. Um, yeah, if you ever want a guest on the podcast or anything, feel free to hit me up as well. If you're a gamer and you got uh, some gaming passion or, or uh, some interest in something, feel free to hit me up. All right, guys. Take care. Peace.